Hello, you guys. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the pod. Patricia, how are you doing on this lovely Monday? We're actually recording on a Monday, too. So how are you doing? We are. Wow, I didn't think of that. I'm doing good. It was not a bad Monday. Sun was shining. Got to water my garden today. Good Monday. Can't complain. Okay. Okay. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, I feel like I'm like going in waves right now where it's like, Billy has, and then I'm just like crashing and burning. Um, I'm just like, like I am so busy right now. And I feel backed up on the Mm -hmm. house. And here's the thing, okay? It's me changing ideas on the house. But this time, dad did it. Dad did it to me, okay? So the living room situation, it's got the fireplace and then the two huge windows beside. Well, Mm -hmm. he looked at me this weekend and was like, it would make a lot of sense if we changed those windows because they need replaced anyways. Let's put doors on both sides so then you have a nice indoor, outdoor living, entertaining. It would be really sweet. And I was like, wow, that's a genius idea. But like he legit pitched this to me yesterday and then he called me today being like, did you look up doors because we got to install them this week? And I'm like, bro, like I have so many other things to do with the house that I'm like, I just feel like I don't have time to manage all of the things that I need to manage. Plus, I'm going to New York City and I know I'm complaining right now, but I'm just like, I've got a lot on my plate. Yeah, these are just good problems to have and like the house could be your full time job. But I'm pretty sure you yes. said this in like last week's episode too. Like you're like oh, I'm a YouTuber and I'm all these things and and a podcaster and a general manager and a new dog mom and um, a human that needs to feed their own body and all the things. So mm-hmm. it's all a wonderful season, but it's overwhelming, I'm sure. Yeah, and like Poppy's been so great. I wish I could spin my computer around to show you her and I don't think I have my phone right now to take a picture of her. She's now laying on her back. That's like her favorite thing. So I actually moved one of my cameras to watch her um, because I'm just curious what she's doing during the day. Like when I leave, I'm like, are you just howling or are you Mm -hmm. sleeping? So I looked back at some of the footage Mm -hmm. and she just like lays in her crate just on her back. Like I think that's her favorite sleeping position. It's hilarious. She's adorable. Well, she's the only one who showed up to podcast today because Atticus and Fancy aren't here. So she's the only one who showed up to work. What a girl. What a girl. Employee of the month. Honestly, I <laughs> I think she's just happy to not be sleeping in her crate right now and to be sleeping on a comfy couch because every time I take her, like, she's, like, sound asleep at night and I'm like, okay, you got to go in your crate. She's like so sad and I'm like I know it's not comfy in there but like I can't give you a bed or anything because she's for one probably would destroy it but like two she's also peed in there a couple of times so I'm like I don't want to risk you peeing on something you were not investing in that type of furniture until she's a little more trained yes exactly wow Yeah, so that's me. I mean, anything else with you? I mean, you said your Monday went well, but... I'm trying to think, like... No, I had a really good weekend. Pretty chill. We went out to dinner Saturday night. And I had, like, one mixed drink with dinner. Mm -hmm. And the next day, I just felt terrible. I was like, wow, 30's hitting me hard. (laughs) (laughs) One drink. Like the little babe went down. <laughs> Wondering. Little babe went down for his first nap at like 9 a.m. I also went down for a nap at 9 a.m. Like slept the whole way through his two hour nap as well. Stop. Mm-hmm. Stop. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it was just like the week catching up to me too. But yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's been pretty chill since we've caught up because I've just been napping when he naps and that's life pretty much yeah that's good yeah that's how's like Mm -hmm. daddy daycare going oh it's going pretty well the first few nights he was definitely exhausted and i think he's realizing that like not that he's not a very active and participant father but taking care of the babe all day by yourself is exhausting and he's realizing that yes which yeah you know it's fine but they're having a lot of good bonding time a couple of hard moments for them but they're they're working through it but, I mean, I can't believe he goes to, like, regular daycare in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. And I'm in a hybrid model where I'm working from home some days and working in the office. 
And just like if I'm home and he's not here, I'm just going to feel like I'm like missing a part of me. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to cry again for sure. Like I cried going back to work the first day. I'm going to cry when I drop him off at daycare for sure. Mm-hmm. But, but I have to remember he's going to get super sick the first couple of months and he's going to be home with me anyway. So. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be fine. He's going to be super sick. I can't. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, let's hope, let's not like manifest that, even though I'm sure like it's going to happen with all like the germs and everything else at daycare, but still. I'm, I'm not manifesting. I'm level setting my expectations so that mm-hmm. when it's like, hey, your kid's sick, you have to come pick them up. Or it's like he wakes up and he, I know daycare is not going to accept him. It's just like, this is life. And if he gets through it better than yeah. that, great. Yeah. Great. But yeah, but otherwise, yeah, daddy daycare is going good. Lots of, he's at a good age where he's like grabbing onto toys and like smiling and we're almost at laughing and rolling. So I think this is a good age for daddy daycare because they're like having a lot of fun together. Newborn yeah. life, I don't know that he would have thrived as much in daddy daycare as in Chris. Yeah. Oh, got it. Not, not the babe. Another babe. He would have thrived, whatever, because newborn life, he just slept and ate. So, yeah. 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 But. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Yeah. And the patio is officially complete, complete, because last time, like, the sand or something was Oh, it? yes. Patio is is complete. Ugh, this this is, I forgot about this. Thank you for the reminder. Oh, okay. For all the questions here. We ordered a set of chairs. And because I ordered, like, a four-pack of chairs and two of them came broken, I didn't want to, like, send back the whole set of chairs. So now I'm working with the seller to try to, like, get just, like, two replacement pieces. And it's, like, not been... They've been responses, but they have like, oh, we'll respond to you within 48 hours. So it's like, of course, the end of the 40, like 46 hours they respond. And I'm like, we're not resolving this timely. And they keep saying they're going to send it to me. But it's like, but we need pictures first. And then they have this question. And I'm just like, I don't know if the shipper, like how the shipper got it off the truck. Like it just landed on my front door. Like I don't know if they were gentle with it. But yeah, I ordered the babe a little chair and it came today. But, of course, the yeah. bolts that are, like, for the screws are the wrong size. Like, how do you send me that? Stop. Good. So, instead of sending it back, we're just going to go to the home improvement store of Home Depot or Lowe's and get new bolts. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I literally have these chairs and all I want to do is, like, build them. <laughs> and I can't. Yeah. That's ridiculous that they sent you the wrong size, like, bolt. Like, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> And it's, like, in the little screw package together. So Chris is like, are you sure you're using the right package for the right piece? I'm like, no, these are literally in the package together. (laughs) Like, this is the right one for the right piece. Yeah. But one day we'll have chairs to sit out there and enjoy it. But it's done and it looks beautiful. So I'll take it. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yep. One step at a time. It will. Yeah, it'll get there. It'll get there. It'll get there. But anyway, enough of my rant. Let's dive in to today's topic. I'm going to kick us off. um, Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk a little bit about just like building healthy communication relationships. And a couple different ways we could start with this, but I'm actually going to start with you, Catherine, of just like, have you ever had a relationship where you felt like the communication skills were not healthy and you continued to let them be not healthy and then like how did that evolve for you if at all I think whenever you're starting like a new friendship or a new relationship communication is like something that is gonna almost like always be rocky in the beginning because you don't understand how the other person communicates Mm -hmm. And, like, you don't fully Mm -hmm. understand the other person. So I think it's really easy to have miscommunication when it's, like, oh, well, you seemed really cold and really shut off when it was, like, no, I was just watching TV. You know? Like, that's just, like, how I watch TV. You know? Like, there could be, like, so many different scenarios of that. In terms of, like, it being unhealthy, I'm, like, really trying to think of 
a good example or just like my past experiences. Um, I think the only like real thing that I've experienced is feeling like my thoughts and feelings were not accepted and it was only like the other person that really mattered and like you hear me you listen to me like this is my point of view like why aren't you understanding what I'm trying to say when like they had no intent of understanding what I was trying to say type thing you know it's like Mm -hmm. I feel like I've had that before with other human beings but was that like a significant person in your life or was that when you were trying to find friendships and you're like this we're just we're not compatible communication style wise. Like, and that's fine. Like we're just maybe not like a person for each other, significant in each other's lives. Poppy is doing something like really freaking weird over here. And I'm like, are you good? The way she stretches. I'm like, I heard her hilarious. (laughs) You are freaking hilarious. She's so cute. She's so cute. Um, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. So I think when it comes to like family members, I've had that as well. You know, like not just like mm-hmm. significant other relationship wise. I've had that with family members. Um, and then I do, I have had it with significant others or even like in the dating world, like it, going on like first dates and stuff. Like last year, I definitely had that. And I, I honestly think like, okay, yeah, a relationship is built on communication. Like it just like you need to be able to communicate well to have a good relationship. But I do think you can work through some areas of communicating. Like if it's very much so one person is like, well, I am the way I am and I'm never changing. And like, this is, you just got to get used to it type thing. That's not healthy. Like that's, that's not going to be healthy at all. Um, But if you're just trying to like figure each other out and like how you communicate, I think that's different. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So, how have you uh, navigated in just finding friendships in Birmingham or dating navigated some of those instances where you're like, we're not communicating well. Is it just like getting on the phone and talking to somebody? Is it seeing them face to face? Is it ghosting them? Is it ghosting them? I'm the type of person where (laughs) I want to see you face to face, (laughs) but it's just like who I am. So like I actually had a situation happen last week um and I was like hey can I just like meet up with you face to face like I just gotta like talk to you because if I type something out in a text message I just don't feel like it's as genuine and sometimes it's almost like too thought through Mm -hmm. that I would rather it be in person to have a conversation and like in that instance I honestly I felt like literally what I was describing that's why I was describing it because it happened to be recently of like my side wasn't being understood and like it just, it wasn't like a healthy communication. It was like, no, here's my argument and like understand my argument and like I'm done. Not like, okay, well, like what is your side? And like, how can we work through this type thing? Mm-hmm. So then the next day I was like, I just felt really disrespected. And I was like, hey, like, th- like this didn't even need to turn into anything. Like it seriously didn't. But I was like, I just need you to understand, like I will be respected. And if you don't respect me and if we can't, resolve things in or even just like talk to each other in a certain way I was like this I'm not gonna keep this friendship (laughs) because I'm at the Mm -hmm. point where like I mean we've talked about our dartboard so much like I want people in my life that are good for me that care for me that like bring good positive vibes and energy and are just like healthy people in my life and if that communication isn't something that can be worked through I think it's almost better to just be like okay well like go separate directions type thing yeah okay so that's what I think like with communication is huge in a moment of conflict how you react and communicate is more important than in moments of joy and happiness and those sorts of things so you're Mm -hmm. saying like for you you've got to talk it out face to face which is fair because behind like text messages are great because you can make sure you're you can try to really make sure you think through what you're saying. So hopefully, like mm-hmm. some people do just rattle off emotional text, but you can really make sure you feel like you're articulating what you're saying correctly. But it, I feel like also sometimes texting something you're uncomfortable about is like hiding behind a shield or a layer. You're not actually having to face or confront whatever you might be dealing with. 
Yes. And I think it's so easy with a text message too of like you send it and then you're just like waiting and then you see the like three dots and then the three dots go away. Where Mm -hmm. I'm the type of person like it and especially if I'm trying to improve communication skills, I don't want to go about it through anything virtual. Like a phone call, if anything, is like way better. Like if you can't do it in person, a phone call will do. But like I don't know because then it almost gives like then the other person like too much time to think it over. And then like sometimes when you overthink things too, then you like heighten mm-hmm. it and you make it worse where it doesn't actually need to be worse. Yeah. I'm just curious on like your side of things, thinking about communication, thinking mm-hmm. about like like same questions you asked me in a sense. Have you ever had a relationship with unhealthy communication and how did you go about that? Let's just like go back to the questions. <laughs> Yeah, fine. We'll turn the tables on me. Um, Yeah, so I would go back to an instance, and I've since, like, worked through communication with this person in my life, but um, when I was, like, younger, we didn't communicate well, and therefore we stopped communicating, and it's, like, Mm -hmm. a significant family member in my life, right? And so we just stopped communicating because I – I mean, I was a very young teenage girl. I don't know that was, like, the best decision, yeah. but I was, like, okay, done. Like, just done. Um, and then, like, years later, it was, like, okay, I'm willing to just open my heart back up to this a relationship here with this individual. But it was still very much, like, guarded because the the communication that – the poor communication that had happened had happened. And it's still something that was, like – know it's a part of my life it it's burned into our relationship um Mm -hmm. but then recently we had a like conversation about what happened and to that person they never even remembered the instance like it was very (laughs) insignificant to them and it was very significant to me but in that conversation I learned to them me distancing myself they were so much like, well, she just doesn't want me in her life. And like, she's a teenage girl and I'm not going to pressure her because I think that'll push her away more. And to me, I was sitting there thinking, you're not trying. So this mm-hmm. is truly how you felt. And so because we never, we never, like you said in your mature wiseness, like, let's talk this out face to face. Like, let's figure this out. We never did that. Like there were years yeah like wasted that we we truly did not connect for a a very very long time and I'm not saying either of us were right or wrong but you know I I wish we probably could have made that different and changed it but yeah I we both I avoided the conversation and they didn't even know I guess like where to start type of thing so yeah I would say that's like a big lesson learned for me even though I think I'm a good communicator now like we just reconciled some of that recently Mm -hmm. yeah so I'm curious because like for me the way I communicate I'm like just tell it to me straight I'm like I just want to like talk through things I just want to like tell it to me straight because otherwise Mm -hmm. if something is like too vague like I try not to make assumptions but it's like in your situation, it was very easy for both of you to make assumptions about the other person being like, well, they're not doing this and they're not doing this. So like, what am I going to do? You know, type of thing when it didn't necessarily have to be that. And I think that's why I'm also the way of, okay, if something is bothering me, I'm going to text you immediately and be like, hey, can we talk? Um, Maybe not Mm -hmm. in like such a scary way of like the, hey, we can, can we talk situation? (laughs) Um, But like I, I would rather get it all out there before my mind totally spirals and just starts making these assumptions when, like, I didn't need to make those assumptions. Like, it's back to the example of, like, oh, you are really cold, but, like, you were just watching TV. Um, So I'm curious, like, your way of communicating, like, how do you prefer to communicate in, like, your day-to-day life or, like, your friendships or your relationship with Chris? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm similar to you of just, like, being very open. Like, if something upsets you, you have to – talk to them about that but I would say I have not always been that way like I Mm -hmm. really much like uh, would just sweep things under the rug and be like you know I'll get over this in like a week and like you just give yourself a little distance or something but that's not really going to make anything better because those feelings are still there you've just tried to like suppress them and said like oh time will heal that wound 
but over time, like, that's going to resurface if you don't resolve it. So I've definitely, like, grown and learned that. Like, I would say college me would just be like, eh, like, you'll get over it. Like, that's a you problem type of thing. But now I very much so will, like, confront it, like you said, of just having those conversations. But I have a lot of friendships that are very much at a distance. And so, and when I say at a distance, I mean literally a distance, not like I've distanced myself from them. (laughs) They just live far away. Um, And so a lot of our conversations are just texts. And I think we – well, what I hope they all know is like, you know, sometimes like we respond like to two texts every two days. Like we're just busy and like, and it's not like, oh, mm-hmm. you're too busy for me or I, one of us will forget to respond or like something. It's not like we have to consistently carry on a conversation. And that's so nice too when you just surround yourself with people who aren't kind of just waiting for you on the other side of the phone. Like that is, you know, that's helpful. But I also find, what we haven't talked about though as part of communication is like body language. Like when you meet mm. up with somebody face to face, part of their communication is their body language. So I do love FaceTime yeah. for that too. If you can't be physically like talk to somebody and it's hard, like it's definitely easier to hide behind a text, but you grow a lot more in those conversations if you can at least like get on the phone or be in person or something. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I still don't like those conversations. Like, I feel like when it's like you have have a hard conversation, I'm still sweating. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm still nervous. Oh, yeah. But professionally, a lot of me doing this in my personal life has helped me a lot professionally. Because okay. if you don't have uncomfortable conversations professionally, you're definitely not helping the people around you grow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's something that you said and something that I feel like neither of us have brought up, like the way that I communicate specifically. Um, I like to like take a second and like figure out my thoughts. So it's like, if I'm mad about something, I know I've brought this up in like another episode. If I'm mad about something, I like to take a second and be like, okay, why are you mad? Like what happened? Break it down to myself before I like come at another person. Like I'd rather respond and not react I think is what you said in another episode but I remember you mentioning Mm -hmm. specifically at work like you usually separate yourself for like a second before you approach the situation yeah is that different yes go ahead were you gonna ask me is that different at work versus my personal life I was yes okay yeah sorry I didn't mean to cut you off I just got really excited about it (laughs) um yeah I think it is different in my work versus personal life because work, I will very much be like, okay, collect myself. Here's how we're going into this situation. In my Mm -hmm. personal life, I'm not saying I don't like to collect myself. If I remove myself too much, I will then go down the rabbit hole of things that haven't occurred of thinking like, well, if this conversation goes this way, this is how I'd respond. And if it goes this way, this is how I'd respond. And if it goes this way, this is how And it's like, no, 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 no. You can't have the whole conversation already mapped out in your mind because then you're going to lead it into those directions. Like you don't even know, like you can't force that upon somebody else because you don't know how they're going to react and you haven't even given them the opportunity to. So mm-hmm. I, it's weird because I never really like thought about it that way to where having this conversation. But I think at work, I'm better at just being like, okay, collect my thoughts and then just like go into it. But like in my personal life, I don't want to say I'm like, reacting super emotionally but I know I will get like super in my head about the directions the conversation could go and then it's just it's not healthy so you actually approach people quicker in your personal life compared to at work is that what you're getting at here so then you don't like spiral down in these okay Mm -hmm. yeah but it's so I've had to learn with my husband because Chris is very much like he wants to collect his thoughts. He likes to go for a walk. He likes to think about it, sit on it for a couple hours. And I'm like, no, we need to talk. Hours. This is not (laughs) over. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-uh. No, I can't do that. And I'm like boiling like we need to tap. Yeah, see, I'm the type of person where like I need to collect my thoughts. Um, 
but like it takes me maybe 10 minutes to collect my thoughts maybe like I just need to like sort it out so I'm not like ah, I hate you type thing where it's like no 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 it's like here's why I'm mad here's what happened and here's my point of view because I think it's easier mm -hmm. and especially this is something that I always do when I'm having a disagreement with someone or if I'm just like need to set my own boundaries it's like this is how I feel it's not like you did this it's like no well like this is how I feel and my feelings mm -hmm. are valid and even if you didn't mean to this is still how I feel and I think that is a very healthy way to go about those conversations instead of immediately attacking the person of like, oh, well, you did this and you did this and you did this and it really like hurt my feelings. Like someone and, – and I think this is just like in general of like getting to know someone, whether you're starting a friendship or relationship, if it is with like family members and you just haven't had good communication in the past – Everyone is so different. So if you're assuming, wow, let's go back to the situation of Chris not texting you good luck at your championship meet. You know, like he was yeah. doing his actions based off of how he functions. Mm -hmm. So like if you are just going about a conversation the way that you function, the way that you think, and you're not really thinking about the other person and the way that they communicate – it's not going to be healthy. Like, and I think that's why like love languages and stuff are so important. Like understanding how someone gives love as well as receives love. Because if you're just thinking, oh, well, this is how I receive it. They should give it to me in that way. Like, but they don't know that. Like, that's not, it's not, it's not going to work out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and to your point too, there's definitely people I've had in my life that I've had like tough conversations with about like how I felt and they're very much just like, oh, mm -hmm. well, that's not what I meant. But then they still – I'm not saying you have to apologize in those situations. But if you're, to me, in a moment where somebody's telling you how they feel and you're just very combative of like, well, you shouldn't feel that way because that's not what I intended to do, you still need to take that step back and recognize, okay, even if that was never my intentions – you had this impact on a person and I, I, I truly yes. feel like you should take a step back and reflect and an apology is typically warranted in my eyes because you never want to make somebody feel that way. And I'm a proponent mm -hmm. of like, you should not say sorry for things you haven't done, but if you have made somebody feel that way, if you, if you value that relationship, even if it was not your intentions, you need to talk through that and you need to recognize their feelings. Because I think if you don't apologize, you're not really recognizing that their feelings are valid. You're just so focused yes. on like getting your point across. And that's not yes. what they came to you for. Mm -hmm. Preach. Say it again for the people on the back. That's like literally <laughs> how I feel. And that's like why I like like I said like when I'm having those tougher conversations I always lead with like well this is how it made me feel or this is how I feel in the moment because I I think it says a lot about someone if they don't respect your feelings and if they are so combative in the oh well that's not what I meant it's like okay well like maybe that's not what you meant mm -hmm. but like at the end of the day that's still how I felt so like how can we work through this like I'm really thinking about this like relationship wise but it's like how can we work through this so that it doesn't happen again you know like how can we mm -hmm. fight fair or just like communicate better so like we don't get to this point where I feel this way even though you didn't intend it like how can we do that and like what can I change to make sure that like you don't ever feel that way or just like how can we talk better so like it never even gets to this point mm-hmm no, agreed. And I'm, you said something there too is like, how can I change? The goal of like a healthy conversation is to never change a person. It's to like yes. develop your skills and relationship together. Like I don't want it to ever come across mm -hmm. where we're saying, well, you should change because your communication sucks in my eyes, right? <laughs> like it's more <laughs> – that's not what we're but saying. Like, how... But like if you – go ahead, go. Oh, I was going to say, like, but, like, how can we communicate better? Because, like, it, it goes back to, like, the love languages type thing. If, like, someone was to approach me and be like, hey, like, I just don't feel like you really care about me. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, well, like, I'm sorry. Like, like Patricia, I'm going to take you, for example. Like, I'm just not a huge physical touch person. So if you were like, I just feel like you never, like, hug me goodbye. I, you know, like, I would go out of my way 
to make that quote unquote change. You know, it's not like I'm like changing myself, Mm -hmm. but it's like I'm adjusting to like meet your needs. And I feel like especially when it comes to communication, like if one person is making assumptions or like if one person is just not communicating very well or the way that someone else needs, I would try to hone my communication skills, like you said, so that we could communicate better. It's not like, oh, I need to alter myself totally. It's like, okay, well, how can we just jointly come to a compromise of like approaching this the best way that both of us can? Yeah. And you said something so important in there of like, how can I better communicate my needs? I think, I don't know if you were this way, but teenage girl Patricia would just... I don't know. I just need to know if you were the same teenager or not. Or if there's other teenagers out like this would be like, oh, when you're talking to a boy, like, you'd be like, I don't need to tell them, like, what I'm really thinking because they should already know. And it's like those situations where you're just like, okay, but you want them to read your mind. But, like, nobody can read your mind. Like, if you don't tell somebody your needs explicitly, they don't know your needs. But teenage me would be like, no, you should read 75% of my nine and figure this out. Well, and that's that goes um to the like, are you okay? I'm fine. If you're not fine, don't just say I'm fine. Don't expect someone to pry even harder, even harder, even harder. Mm-hmm. It's like if if you're not fine and you need someone to like be there for you, if you need to talk something out, just talk it out. Don't be like, I'm fine and just shut down because like this goes back to vulnerability, literally what I'm reading about right now. Mm-hmm. If you shut down, the other person's going to shut down. And, like, your needs are never going to be met. Like, if you need someone to show up for you and be like, hey, no, I'm actually having a really hard day. Literally, last night, I was in, like, a situation where I was just like, okay, what do you need? And this, th- Literally, we've talked about all these things. I'm like, all the podcast episodes of, like, how to support someone, that's always my response is, like, what do you need in this moment? Because, like, I can't read your mind. I don't know if you need space. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you need someone to talk to. I don't know if you just, like want to watch a funny movie I don't know if you need to cry like I have no idea I can't read your mind you just need to tell me Mm -hmm. what does poppy need is that what you're looking at um she looks hilarious I had to grab my phone to take a photo so that I could do you have your phone right now yeah by chance I will send you a photo because she looks she's just like totally just sploot is the best word for it (laughs) Stop. <laughs> Are you kidding me? She's amazing. Okay. But she's like sound asleep. Just just totally sploot. Mm-hmm. But going back to our real conversation here, I did text Catherine for everybody's that the episode should just be about Poppy because it always circles back to her and it happened at least twice in this episode already. So anyway. She... She's the only one of the four-legged pups of the Penta co-host that showed up. So she's worthy of conversation. That's true. That's true. Um, But I think over time, like you said, I can't read your needs. Mm -hmm. But if we think about it to another story we told on the podcast of like you just knowing I was acting weird and like came into my room and cuddled me because you knew that's what I needed, even though it was against every bone in your body. (laughs) Every bone in my body. <laughs> so dramatic. Like at some point you'll start to understand and recognize cues of your loved ones, whether they're family, friends, a significant other, to like anticipate their needs. But as you're starting friendships and you're starting relationships, I-, I think you put it very eloquently of just like, what do you need in this moment? How can I better mm-hmm. be there to support you? And I think that's the helper in you. Um yeah. That kind of communicates that way. Yeah, I can see that. But I also just think it's like from my past experiences too of like there there have been some moments where I wish someone was like, like, what do you need right now? Um, because some people like mm-hmm. show up in the way that they think you need, you know, like. So, for example, like when I was going through my divorce and everything with that, like if someone was just like to show up at my house and be like, well, I'm here for you, I would be like, this is not what I need in this moment. Like I did not ask for this. This is not what I need. But like 
I don't see. I don't know. Like there's so many, there's so many things on my mind in terms of like communicate, but I just think it's like all about like learning the other person and also just like understanding yourself and how you communicate. So then you can communicate with the other person about how you communicate, you know? So it's like, if I'm mad, mm-hmm. Chris shutting down for a few hours, let's speed it up a little bit, but it's better for you to understand that that's how he works instead of just like badgering him, trying to get him to talk to you when it's like, he's just going to shut down even further. Oh, 100% he'll shut down further. But then sometimes because I would like be like, can we talk about this yet? He'd be like, okay, well, now I'm going to go for a walk. And it would be like a two-hour hike. And I'd be like, are you coming home? Like, you know what I mean? So it's like I just – it took some time. Yeah. But I think even like you and I – in some of your significant significant times of need, like I've always offered to be there for you, but that's not what you need. Like it's always yeah. been out there. You know, it's a possibility, mm-hmm. but it's not what you need. Because for me, I'm more needy and would need you here. So it's like, okay, I'm at least extending the olive branch that I would need. You're yeah. likely to turn it down. You might take up that offer one day, but then, you know, what are the other ways that like I know you you need support is, is how to show up. But I think that's just recognizing we have very different like love languages and and contrary mm-hmm. to popular belief personalities. Yeah, we do. I still don't understand. I don't know. Like we do look alike, but not that alike. Like I had someone think that like a reel that you posted was me. And I was like, this is very much so not me. Like we don't look that much alike. I know. Sometimes I see it. And then most times I don't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Now I'm like comparing yeah. our faces. <laughs> We've got big lips. But even then, I feel like our lips are different because I think you have a smaller upper lip compared to me. Mm-hmm. Compared, or maybe you have a bigger bottom lip than me. But like our, the, the, or the shape of our lips are different is essentially what I'm saying. Yeah. Can I a side tangent here there was um a comment on instagram that somebody said like um patricia are you gonna start a youtube channel too would like love that and i showed chris that and i was like joking i was like no 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 i have a face for radio chris like what patricia talk higher of yourself come on i have a face for radio (laughs) that's so not nice though it goes against our whole affirmations episode. It's just like down the toilet right there. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> wow, so you're starting a YouTube channel? No. No, 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 no. I said no, no, no. Just just a podcast girly. Um, but that is my communication. He wasn't worried about my self-worth, my sarcastic humor understands me Mm -hmm. yeah i'm just gonna be taking pictures of poppy this whole episode i was gonna say you look you look at her like very concerned i did not realize how much she moves in her sleep she's just trying to find the comfiest spot exactly i don't blame her or our thoughts and words are very moving to her that's it. That's that's most definitely it. <laughs> okay, back on topic, Catherine. Stop distracting mm-hmm. us with Poppy, okay? All right, mm-hmm. if you were to round this out, top two or three things that you think help you building communicate like new communication relationships. Um, first one is taking the time to get to know someone. Um, Mm -hmm. just like, and, and like all aspects too, because I'm the type of person, like I try not to make assumptions, you know, but like if someone is acting a certain way where I'm like, oh, well, if I acted that way, that would mean that I'm like upset or mad when it's like, doesn't mean that way for them. Like, I think just understanding how they work as a human, as well as how they communicate is so incredibly helpful. And then otherwise, I'm just really like the type of like no bullshit, like speak your mind 
Because if you don't, like, it goes back to the, oh, well, I expect them to read my mind and, like, know what I want or, like, know that I'm upset and, like, know exactly why, like, and what they did and, like, everything. Like, n- no, that's not going to happen. So I'm just very much so, like, more so blunt with my communication. Um, and that's worked the best for me, I think, because in the past I haven't been. Like, I wasn't willing to speak my mind or I didn't feel comfortable to speak my mind where now I'm at a place where it's like, no, well, my feelings matter. My thoughts matter. And like working through a conversation is far more important to me than just like shutting down and ending a friendship. I would rather be able to work through it. So I think those are my Mm -hmm. like top two. What about you, Patricia? I would say as much as possible, build that relationship or communication in person. And I think that's that's mm. so incredibly hard with like dating apps and everything because you're starting yes. to like learn that person via text message. But the more you can do it in person, I think you more understand how they communicate, how genuine they are, their humor, like those sort of things could just come off always better in person. And that goes for like work life too. It's for me it's been so hard in the pandemic with new employees starting with new clients like I think people forget there's a human on the other side of the computer even if you're doing it via video like it's been so important to like take my teams to lunch and get to know them in person to Mm -hmm. further that relationship there um and then I would just say to give things time because you you know like you said you don't try to assume things but you can jump to conclusions really quickly without giving somebody time to show you who they are genuinely. And so don't be afraid to like, you're not going to know somebody in a day. You're not going to know them in a week. You don't have to make a conclusion about whether you're going to stay their friend or not that quickly, unless you're literally talking 24 seven, but I don't know who has that kind of time. But like (laughs) I, there's something my sophomore year English teacher said was it takes six months to really know a person. Like you start to Mm -hmm. see their habits and their just like their kind of ways of life. And I think that's so true because you can always have a fast friend that lasts a week. Like you can go on, like meet somebody on vacation and have a good time with them. But are you still friends with them six months later? Do you still have things to connect on? So give it time. That If we're sticking Mm -hmm. with two, I'm going to say those are my top two. I like those. I like the like thought of give it time. And especially because like when you're first getting started with communicating, like it might not be easy. And that's why like I'm the type of person where it's like, okay, well, if something's bothering me, I just want to like talk it out with you compared to like start to shut down because then I know it's not going to go anywhere. And mm-hmm. I think like friendships and relationships are a huge part of life like and it makes life fun and exciting and if you're not willing to work through certain things if you're not willing to speak your mind and stand up for yourself and communicate in a healthy respectful way you're just hurting yourself from having some like really awesome people in your life Mm -hmm. But I'm going to contradict that. If somebody is just super disrespectful and, like, unworthy yes. of your time, don't give it to them. Agreed. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Like, if somebody yeah. consistently shows you that, believe them. Yes. Yeah, believe someone when they show you who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other burning okay. thoughts on just, like, communication and learning to, to build? I don't think so. I mean, we covered like a lot. I just think like one of the things it does come down to is like, I feel like we were raised very non-confrontational and like sometimes having Mm -hmm. tough conversations makes me shut down or it just like makes me immediately cry. Um, But I know I have to do it like, and it's, it's something that I've worked on over time, getting better at speaking my mind as well as like voicing what I need in certain scenarios or like how I felt in certain scenarios. Um, and even if you're non-confrontational, like you just need to like, like do it sometimes, you know, <laughs> like just 
mm-hmm. step outside of your comfort zone and do it because it's it's healthy to have those conversations and to set boundaries and to respect yourself in that way. Yeah. And you'll build that muscle to just say like, no, I can do it. And it gets less scary mm-hmm. the more you you try and you work towards that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Well, girl, what are you grateful for? Oh, man. I'm grateful that I'm going to have a chill night. It's going to be a chill night. I feel like we're ending this at, like, a good time for me to just, like, chill out for a little, watch some TV. I've had, like, a very much so computer-heavy day today. And then I just, like, started randomly stressing about the house stuff. And I was like, I just need to, like, do nothing. Um, So I think Mm -hmm. after this, I might just, like, crawl into bed, put on a TV show make my sleepy time tea and chill out. And I'm grateful for that. What are you grateful for? I'm grateful for the wonderful picture of Poppy I got while we were recording. She's just precious. Um, But I'm really grateful for the nap I got over the weekend because I needed it. And yeah, weekends are not the same after you have a kid. And I'm learning that. So the nap was very welcomed and it's the simple pleasures carrying me through here. That's like, this is literally not even comparable at all. But like with Poppy, I, my schedule is like all out of whack. Like she wakes me up sometimes at like 530 in the morning and I play with her for a little until she's like tired enough. And then I go back to bed and I'm like, is this what being a parent is like? Because like, I'm just not like fancy usually wakes up when I wake up and then I'm good and I'm ready to go with my day. But like her waking up at five something in the morning when like I've, I haven't been going to bed until like 11 o'clock at night and I need my eight hours of sleep. And I'm like, this is not working for me, girl, but I'm going to do what I have to do for you. Yeah, that was literally, literally me. So yes, we are going through the same phase of life per usual and yep. Yep, I have to wake up, entertain, and then I'm like, oh, thank goodness you're getting tired. I sleep the CPQs, and I'm also going back mm-hmm. to bed, so thank you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was literally me this morning. I went back to bed, and I only got, like, ended up – that was probably, like, a half an hour, like, little cat nap, but it was just – it was, like, what I needed. I was like, it's too early, girl. It's far too early. Giving you life. Giving you life. Have you found a dog sitter? Okay, well, so, yeah, so I leave in two days, less than two days. I leave in, like, a day and a half. Um, So dad ended up actually pushing up his flight because he needs to do more work at the house. Um, So he's arriving the day that I leave. So I'm going to actually have Cameron check in on the dogs midday, and then dad's going to be there, and dad's going to watch them. Um, For the wedding that I have coming up, no. I need to actually find a dog sitter for that. I just, like, kind of lucked out with the dad situation. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's nice. But dad's going to have to like come home midday and like let her out and play with her and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So is dad coming early because you need to order doors and we've changed plans or we're behind schedule? Um, We're behind schedule on a couple of things. We just didn't get as much work done this weekend as we thought we would have. Like for some reason it felt, well, it, the, the for some reason is because usually he flies out on Monday and this time he flew out on Sunday. So we didn't have like two full days of work. It was like a day and a half. So yeah, there wasn't as much done and like what he needs to get done the following weekend. He's like, like before more people show up to like help him type thing, um, He's like, yeah, I got to get this squared away first. So he actually has one full day. He's got two full days or one full day. I don't even know before. It's like hanging drywall and like serious stuff is happening. So. Okay. All right. But carpet's in. Sounds like drywall's about to go up. We're we're almost out of house. Yeah. It's so crazy. But I still feel like I've got so much to do it's like like I need to like actually schedule my painter and I need to call a plumber to get gas run so that I can have a gas stove and like that needs to happen but like the problem is is like I need to have a plumber meet me at the house and I have been like traveling so much that I like haven't called anyone because I'm like I don't 
know, like my schedule's so limited. I'd rather call you when my schedule isn't mm-hmm. limited. But that's just like not happening for me at this point. So it's like I just like need to end up making the phone call and getting it done. I just haven't. Yeah. You should have just made the phone call and had them come out while dad was there. <laughs> He'll talk to them. Exactly. Direct. And that's what I think I'm going to do for I need to have like more insulation um, put in like one mm-hmm. area. So I think I might have someone meet him while I'm out of town because he knows what he's talking about on that yeah. compared to like me. Mm-hmm. So serious, serious question that I'm, I'm concerned about. Um, Have we ordered cabinets yet? No, because dad is like trying to convince me to go custom. Because he is like a custom cabinet maker and he's like, oh, like it won't be like too expensive. So when his crew is back out, um, we're going to measure for cabinets and hopefully figure out what the cost of that would be. Okay. I will mm-hmm. see you. Yeah. Will the custom cabinet maker be done by Thanksgiving? Where I'm really concerned. I have no idea. I have no idea what the timeline is like because then even then like they're in Texas and dad's like, we'll just like trailer it out. And I'm like, I mean, I, I love the idea. This is already- like I, I love the idea, but I'm like, how expensive is this going to be? Because I don't think it's going to be within my budget. With the cost of gas to trailer it out, it's now out of budget. <laughs> that too. At least gas prices are dropping a little, but you know, still. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll stay tuned. We're all here for the ride. We'll see. At this point, though, like, Jay did demo the back bathroom. So that's all, like, taken out, which is very exciting. So that's, like, almost ready. I got to actually order the shower pan. Dad, like, sent me. Well, he wants me to – I will order it tomorrow. Um, So I got to do that. And then, like, tile and stuff can happen. And but even then, Dad's like, we got to build a custom vanity for this back bathroom because apparently the door frame is too small to actually get a vanity through there. So, like, we have to build something in the space. And I'm like, well, this is just, like, things on top of things. Not I, what I anticipated. Yes. I, like, didn't even think of. Like, I was yeah. looking at, like, already built vanities to just put in the space. And he was like, yeah, those aren't going to fit. And I'm like, well, I didn't, I didn't think that through. So, it's just one thing on top of the yeah. other. That's rough. That's rough, but fully custom home here. I know, and it would be so Um, sweet, but it's just like, I feel like I just have like so much going on and I don't have enough time to do it all right now. And I thought like, I was like, ah, things are going to slow down when I get Poppy. And like it did in terms of like how much work I have to do at the house, but like in terms of like contacting people and like getting other things done, it's like, it's just like, it doesn't, it doesn't slow down. And I've got less than a month and a half before I have to move in. And I am so not ready for that. Yeah. Oof. It, it's okay. It's going to like fly by and it's going to be chaotic, but then you're going to be there and it's going to be a mm-hmm. dream. So it's worth mm-hmm. it. But my update, because I know you're really concerned, my snake plant is still alive. Oh my gosh. Thank goodness. Yep. Yep. Thank goodness. Proud of you. Thank you. I think we ended it there. I think that's, that's the most important thing we've mentioned today. Mic drop. That's it. <laughs> most important thing we mentioned today again (laughs) and on that note uh thanks everyone for listening subscribe like heart follow comment all the things uncomfortable pants podcast on instagram and we'll see you next week yeah bye guys